Okay, so considering that Tuesday's episode seemed like I took a massive shot at the babes, I feel like I should probably just dial it back and, you know, just be a little nice to the babes or else I could risk just sounding like I have something against the women. Except that on this particular episode, no matter how much I want to speak for the women, I don't know if that's really going to happen. What I can say is that this episode is going to revolve around women, but the money won't really be thrown in there. Although that said, I do have to point out that there may be some controversial opinions that are going to be there. Although, before I get into any of that, I want to start by talking about the fellas, or at least just one particular dude. Now, there is a certain young man in the UK who has spent $30,000 to look like David Beckham. And I know, it's a little bit weird, it's a little bit surprising. But even what's more surprising is that the kid, because he is a kid, is 19 years old and he's fat. So you'd actually want to think about what that looks like. And I will get into that for a second. But before I do that, so I'm just going to try and read the quick snippet of the story real quick. And, you know, after that, I can start talking about dude. Now, the story reads, and I quote, a man in the UK has spent 30,000 on surgery back in 2016 to look like David Beckham. Jack Johnson, a 19-year-old from the United Kingdom, has had a number of procedures including Botox, hair transplants, and liposuction to achieve his goal. He said, and I quote, I've always been obsessed with David Beckham. I think he's the most beautiful man in the world. I wanted to look like him. End quote. And end of story. Now, if you kind of do find a picture of this kid, you'll probably understand whatever it is that I'm about to say. And if you haven't seen the picture of what this kid looks like, I'm not trying to say that he doesn't look like David Beckham and that the surgeries were for nothing. It's just that the guy looks like David Beckham, cheese, avocado, and tomato sandwich. Like, not in a bad way. The guy looks very puffed up and, like, he has a massive head, you know, like a massively rounded head. And he has a bit of hair at the top, so he actually looks almost like a family guy character. Then he almost looks like he's had a makeup applied on him, besides him having like some sort of a beard. And look, the thing is, I feel like the idea of plastic surgery, or at least the idea of cosmetic surgery, has really lied to people, more so in the West, and told them that if you want a certain look, you can look that way. Of which, the reality of it, I think up until the earlier 2010s, for I guess a majority of people was pretty much just that if you don't look that way, you don't look that way. You're fearfully and wonderfully made and you had to come to terms with the fact that you don't look like that. So you could just be comfortable with the fact that you don't look like that and you'd leave it. Whoever the hell it is that brought in the idea of cosmetic surgery, if you want to look different, needs to be paraded in front of an army of North Koreans and pretty much sentenced to death by firing squad because this shit is just going out of hand. When a 19-year-old is deciding that he wants to look like David Beckham and he doesn't look good, I'd probably expect that the first thing that some sort of a medical professional would do is tell them, you know what, go work out, let your body kind of mature over time. And you will look pretty good by yourself. Like as long as you keep your body healthy and you go and you put in the work, you won't look particularly ugly. But they're going straight into cosmetic surgery? Like that's a bunch of bullshit though. Although then again, considering that the money wasn't mine, I really can't judge too much. Besides the fact that I'd say that it was an absolute waste and the kid does not look like David Beckham. But besides that, what I can say is that I'm fortunate enough that I'm not attracted to men. 
So I don't really give too much of a damn about it. So if he's considered weird looking, you know, works towards my favor because there's more babes to hit on. And I should probably leave that one aside because the podcast that I'm supposed to discuss discusses women. And I probably should have started by saying... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who still believes in his cardio plan of skipping leg day. He's a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denverby. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, it's okay, I'm going to sing it for you. And if you do know the drill, but you don't want to repeat it, it's still okay. Because it relates to how it is that you can contribute to the making of these episodes via sending in your feedback through the tweets and the tweets that you'd want me to discuss. And just so you know, it's a pretty simple drill. It almost sounds like a song and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet. You want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of Adbagaka, the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on IG, the place to send it to is at Breaktime on West Side. The DMs are always open. If it happens to be a screenshot or a screen grab that was taken from Twitter and has ended up on any one of those other social media platforms, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, I have a bunch of tweets that I have for the ladies, and I do want to get into that real quick, but before I do that, I want us to discuss something that was trending on Kenyan Twitter this past week. Now, for those of y'all that didn't hear the story or you were sort of under a rock or some shit, the senator known as Gloria Orwoba was actually sent out of parliament on Tuesday this week. And it was because she was supposedly having her period and it had stained her white suit. And she had, you know, like a red spot between her legs and she was asked to go and like change and shit. And it sort of caused a bit of an uproar and there was this entire like movement that was there which was known as pads then condoms which was sort of trending alongside her being sent out. And the thing is I saw a lot of babes and hell even a lot of guys responding to this whole backlash thing and I found it particularly interesting because one I feel like the senator kind of achieved her goal with this one and two it just seemed a little bit interesting that people were sort of just trying to ride on this entire campaign instead of actually thinking about it critically now the thing is people sort of attacked the senator that sort of pointed out that she was looking a bit inappropriate by having the whole you know like period stain or so-called blood stain on her white suit and it was actually a female senator that called her out on that and asked for her to you know sort of dress decently of which she ended up being like sent out and she went and she tried to talk about how oh you know it's such a problem for girls blah 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 and the truth of it is it was a stunt like let's just admit it for what it was i'm not particularly experienced in period blood but I know when some shit just seems like bullshit because this woman very recently released a clip on how the cost of pads is making a lot of girls miss out on school and how it's embarrassing for a lot of other girls and how the price should be subsidized and how the motion should be passed in parliament for it to be made free. And she kind of gave the example of how there's a girl who committed suicide because she discovered that she was on her period. She was from an underprivileged background and she didn't have the money to get pads and she ended up feeling so embarrassed and felt so bad she ended up killing herself or so i think that's what the case is and apparently i don't know a million girls miss four days in a month from school because of periods blah 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 and she did sort of have this circulating around not too long ago 
So when she's being called out in parliament for coming to work with a white suit and then it has the period blood stain and then she's like, oh, I had my period and it was an accident. Like, it just seems like a little bit of a stunt because she's a fairly old woman. Okay, she's not that old, but she's also not that young. She probably knows how to track her periods. If she's not using a smartphone app, then she probably has a pretty good idea of when she's having her periods. Not unless if she has those irregular type shits, of which she can still afford tampons and a pad. So for her to be like, oh, I have my period and everything, that shit just felt like a stunt. Then on top of that, this whole pads then condoms thing that sort of started trending because of her is more or less because of this stunt that she pulled. And when you kind of look at the entire argument, you can kind of get where it's coming from, except that I have one major problem with it. And it's just one simple problem. Why is it that when you're making this whole discussion and making this whole motion of pads to be free, why the hell do you have to bring in the condoms into this entire mix? Like, what the fuck did the condoms do besides just be free over that? Like, the condoms are literally just chilling. Why the hell do you have to bring in the whole idea of the condoms being free? Why can't you ask for both of them to be free or, better yet, not include the condoms at all and just ask for the price of pads to be subsidized or made free? Is that argument so hard to make? Because when you kind of look at it, it's not like if you decide to put a price on all condoms and you decide to make pads free, you're going to make it better for everyone. Because it's not like those same condoms that we take for free and use are used on just men. Like, yes, maybe there might be some gay guys that may choose to use a condom. But guess what? A majority of those condoms are used on women. And it's the same exact women that are also from underprivileged backgrounds. So you want to make the pads free and yes, that's a good thing. But you also want to make it such that the chances of an underprivileged woman, an underprivileged girl either getting pregnant or catching some sort of STD shoots up. Like, how exactly does that make it better for everyone? Can't we just have the whole pads argument pushed without the condoms being brought in there? And for those of y'all that probably don't know about this or if you've never really bought condoms, the price of condoms has also been shooting up just the same way pads has. Because I've actually been tracking the price of condoms over the past, I don't know, six, maybe seven years. And the cost of condoms has been actually going up by at least 5% every single year. Because Durex back in 2015 was 240 bob. Durex towards the end of 2019 was 300 bob. Durex in 2021 was 330 bob. And if I'm not wrong, Durex last year, maybe, if not even this year, was 360 bob. Like, the price of condoms has also been going up. Skin condoms, non-latex, fairly expensive. When I was trying to get that shit back in 2019, 500 bob in most of the chemists. Right now, I don't think you can get it for anywhere less than 640. So if you think that it's all sunshine and rainbows for us guys, it isn't. So guess what? The free condoms are actually a good thing for a lot of guys because condoms in and of themselves are also expensive when you go and you buy them from the supermarket. So instead of you trying to bring in the whole argument of making the pads free and giving the condoms a price, how about you just ask for the pads to be free and leave the condoms alone, right? Like, it's not like it's completely impossible to do that, right? Like, that's just my thought on it. Maybe you can give me your thoughts on whether that's possible or impossible, but I don't want to dwell on this too much, so I'm just going to leave it as is and I'm going to move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. 
28 plus babes always be out here trying to rush the talking stage. Mama, please calm down. What's your favorite color again? Okay, I can kind of understand why this guy would say that. And I can also understand why the 28 year olds plus, or should I say 27 plus year old babes would sort of do that same exact thing. And I think I can start by speaking up for the guys first before I can speak for the babes, just because on the guy side, it's a lot easier. Now you find that the guys that would probably say such a thing would probably be like when you were in your early and your mid twenties, you were okay with the talking stage, but you were pretty much jumping between dicks. And that's something that a lot of guys will say right now. Like, why is it that when you're older now, when you're like, oh, I want a serious man, I'm looking for a serious relationship and shit. But when you are young, you're all about having fun. Like, what if we want to have fun right now, you know? And we're not looking for anything serious for a while. Why the hell do you expect us to be serious now? Because you're serious. And I can sort of get where that comes from. But now let's look at it from the babe side because on one end, the talking stage is filled with a lot of fluff that is mostly unnecessary because a lot of times when you look at the talking stages for guys and girls, you find that there's a lot of sizing that happens and some of the of the questions or at least some of the discussions that are had are usually trying to drive things in a certain direction so that one person can learn something about the other of which a lot of that would probably be killed in say maybe one or two or three simple questions. Now you find that because a lot of the babes that are 27 and above are at this age where they're like they want to be more intentional, they need to settle down, they're not getting any younger, they will want to clear past a lot of the BS a lot faster and find someone to settle down with, which is why you find them rushing the talking stage like that. Because one, they're just pretty much looking for the red flag straight up and a lot of them are looking at security and stability above anything else. The problem with this is a lot of those babes that will try and rush this whole thing and they're like into the whole I'm only looking for security and stability will end up bypassing a lot of great guys that might not be at the level that they'd want them to be simply because they're not at the level of stability that they'd like. And I can understand why they'd bypass them, but in some cases you end up bypassing a guy then two, three years later, the guy has hit pinnacles and you're suddenly left wondering why you didn't choose the guy. But all in all, I can understand why it might suck for a bunch of babes, especially when they're trying to root out guys and like check through red flags and they're going on date after date after date and they don't want to waste time with a lot of guys. Now, of course, when you're in your early and your mid twenties, that's when you find a lot of people wasting time. And there's some babes that are dumb enough to waste full on like three, four, five, six years with some guy just because you're comfortable in a relationship that you're not entirely happy in. Now, by all means, I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't break up. It's just there's some times that you find someone's been in a relationship for like five, six years ever since they were 20. They're now back on the dating market. They're trying to settle down before they're 30 and they're pretty much trying to go through guys and then they end up wasting one year with a guy, another six months with another guy. And then they're like, they can't find any good men. And it's like they now want to try and chop through as many of the problems before they get something good. And it's like they're going to continuously get frustrated up until they find someone who's serious enough, but also someone who understands that them being direct is just them trying to root out the problem so that they can find someone worthwhile sort of fast enough. But all in all, 
I do kind of feel sorry for some of these babes because it's like they're really trying to cut through the bullshit and a lot of those guys are still into it but at the same time you're like if y'all would have been a little bit more patient earlier back then or if y'all would have given more of a chance to some of these guys back then you probably wouldn't be in the same exact hassle although then again while i can't speak for the babes as much it is unfortunate because shit i also want to figure out your favorite color so i'm gonna leave it at that and i'm gonna move it on ahead so on to our very next tweet of this episode do women also worry about their performance in bed or they just blame it on men to be honest i've also asked myself this question and i feel like most times they just blame it on guys like i've never heard of a babe who's like to be honest this past time when us guys were banging i was absolute shit the worst that i've had a babe say is that they weren't very participatory if i can call it that like they didn't participate they pretty much just slide back and they let the guy do their thing but i've never heard of a babe say that they give a guy bad sex intentionally most times they'll complain that the guy gave bad sex or that he was shit in bed and it kind of sucks to be honest because guys are judged on performance in bed and the justification that babes give because i actually just read through a couple of the comments on this one and the justification that babes were giving was apparently i don't know if you're farming the soil then it's up to you to ensure that the crops grow and they have a good yield and i was reading that shit and i'm like wait how the fuck do you people think that us guys function like do you think that just because you allow us to get into the pussy that you guys shouldn't perform like it does seem a little bit odd to be honest because on one end they're like we want guys that will give us good sex and on the other end they don't want to participate during that sex so at the end of the day it actually becomes very apparent that a lot of the bad sexual experiences that some of these babes have is actually as a result of them not being active participants in that very sex because i kid you the hell not there's some guys that will give good sex but only to certain kinds of babes and a lot of times it's the ones that will actually sort of participate you know throw it back uh, you know get on top like do whatever like just be an active participant in the entire thing and the problem is there's a lot of babes that pretty much just give it up but the idea of giving it up is literally just letting you fuck and letting you do whatever and giving them pleasure and they don't believe that you know the pleasure is also their responsibility so at the end of the day they are busy talking about how uh this guy is shit in bed uh this guy has small dick uh this guy doesn't know how to pleasure a woman but on the other hand it's not like they even understand what being pleasured by a woman well is supposed to be like from their own analogy they just expect a guy to do it which is a little bit odd and it is a little bit sad because at the end of the day you pretty much expect your next bout of pleasure to come from another dude like you can't even find your own great pleasure you just expect a dude to do it for you so your good or bad sexual experience is completely based on which dude you shag which is a little bit sad as opposed to us guys who for about 9 out of 10 of the situations will pretty much enjoy the fact that we had sex because at the end of the day we went we did it we got our nut when we more or less wanted to get our nut or even slightly before and we could pretty much leave and be happy you know keeping shit simple like that but in summary what i'm trying to say is 
if y'all don't want to at least perform in bed and you know stop looking at yourselves as just good pussy because trust me most of you aren't then then at the very least become an active participant and say exactly what you want when you're in the bedroom and not afterwards with your friends because let's be honest it's not like your friends are the ones that are gonna give you that pleasure when you're busy talking about how shit that dick was either way I don't think babes should be giving us their opinion on how good or bad dick was because they clearly didn't do jack shit besides give pussy. So I will leave it at that and I will move it on. So on to our very last tweet of this episode. Why do men marry then act like they were forced? You sit in the car all the way till 11.30pm so that you check into the house just to avoid engaging with your wife? Then why did you marry her? Divorce her then become a bachelor, right? Now, of course, for most of the guys that are either married or are in some way mature enough that they've interacted with married men, we probably all know that if someone was to write this, they're probably very immature young men and they have no understanding of relationships or they're not men, of which it's actually a babe who wrote this. And I can understand why a babe would write this because they probably don't understand the kind of shit that guys go through. Because if you're a guy and you've been in a couple of relationships here and there, you'd probably understand and you'd fully resonate with this statement that I'm about to say because it totally encapsulates your experience as a man in a relationship. And the statement is, if a man is unhappy in a relationship, the relationship can go on. If a woman is unhappy in the relationship, it will not go on. That's always going to be a problem and it'll be pointed out. And here's how I can sort of put it. A lot of guys will go through a lot of issues in relationships. Time and time again, they'll have their moments where they'll have their spats with their babe and shit and it can affect them in some way. But a lot of times guys will address something, address something, address something and it'll go on deaf ears. Because babes, in as much as they talk about how men should be vulnerable, y'all tend to be very shitty listeners at times. And eventually the guy's gonna stop talking about it. On the other hand, I as a guy can choose to want to talk about this with my babe, you know, like let's say for example I'm having a certain issue with her at home and it suddenly turns into a fight about something else and then she's going to come with her ammo trying to defend herself because now she feels attacked and then it becomes an entire fight. And you do that once or twice or a bunch of times with your babe, eventually you decide, you know what, I don't feel like having this argument. So you even decide to kill the argument and not address what it is that you're going through. And this will happen with a lot of different arguments to a lot of different guys in a lot of different relationships. And as such, these guys will be unhappy in the relationship, but as long as they're getting, you know, just the bare minimum or or at least just enough that they can stay in the relationship, they'll pretty much just roll around the relationship and they'll continue moving around like everything's normal. But if the babe has a problem in the relationship, she will cause hell up until something changes or if she does stay in the relationship and nothing changes the quality of the relationship will deteriorate quite a bit and it will be a noticeable amount as opposed to the guys with the guys you can pretty much just sit unhappy and the quality of the relationship to the babe will pretty much just stay constant the entire bloody time and as such you will find that if you are in a household with someone that you married someone you've been in a long-term relationship with and you're having issues. As a woman, you will either bring those issues out or you will find that the both of you will have this deteriorated partnership because her quality of life is not good. But as a guy, 
you kind of have to just suck up to that shit because if you try addressing it it's a problem or it won't really be given any attention so you might as well just go sit down deal with your shit while you're alone make sure you get some peace and then you just go back into the house act like everything's normal even though you don't particularly enjoy the kind of relationship you're in and then you just get into your bed and you sleep and as such that's the kind of situation that a lot of guys are in there's a lot of guys in very unhappy relationships that can't really voice the kind of issues they have because they won't really be given as much attention and the babes don't entirely listen to them because they're too busy worrying about how what the man said affected them and made them feel and how that's not a nice thing although then again i might be wrong about this shit so i want your thoughts on it the dms are open on twitter it is at bagak the d on facebook and on ig it is at break time on my side thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and i will catch you guys on the next break <music>